0: Just act normal. I'd ask you to do the same, but I'm afraid that ship has sails.
1: Hello and welcome to the HarmaCast. I am Dean Martin, your host. Thanks for tuning into the show today. We have a very special interview coming up in a few minutes. uh, A quartet that is probably the most recognizable barbershop quartet in America right now. Stick around for that. We are only a couple days away now from Barbershop Harmony Society's international convention and competition in Philadelphia, PA. I will be there all week, so uh, look me up, and I'll sing a tag with you or a or any song that I might uh, be able to uh, pull out of my hat. Uh, we are also only several days away now from the uh, Choir of the World concert in the uh, D.C. area. Uh, AlexanderHarmonizersPresent.com if you need information on that show. There's going to be a webcast if you are outside of the area and would still like to, to see the show. I can't get there distance-wise. You can purchase the webcast. There's information on how to do that uh, on Harmonizers.org or AlexanderHarmonizersPresent.com. If you are in the area and haven't uh, uh, purchased tickets yet, uh, need two good tickets to the show, I happen to have two premium tickets left uh, out of a block that I purchased back in February. Uh, All it takes is a phone call, and they are yours. 717-552-3204, compliments of the HarmaCast. It's my lucky day, things are going We're pleased to have on the show today a very special quartet. Uh, Their list of accomplishments include 2008 uh, Sweet Adelines Region 19 Quartet Champions, 2009 Mid-Atlantic Harmony Sweepstakes Champions, 2009 National Harmony Sweepstakes Champions, 2010 NBC Sing Off contestants, and I'm afraid I've given away their identity in the 2010 Sweet Adeline's International Quartet third place medalists. Welcome to the show, uh, Molly, Leslie, Valerie, and Kim, the ladies of Max Factor.
0: Wow, that's a long list, isn't it? Thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sounds like I have all four on the line. How's everyone doing today? We're
0: doing, great. doing really great, thank you.
1: Uh, this is a new experience for me, conferencing all these cell phones together. So we'll see how this goes. Just wanted to begin by finding out how the quartet began, uh, how all four of you uh, found each other and got the uh, got started.
0: Uh, we, Kim, and myself, uh, we sang together. Um, we've, we've been in quartets over the past ten years. And um, we actually formed Max Factor uh, in 2004 with uh, two other girls who actually sang in the Pride of Baltimore Chorus. So we knew everybody and familiar with the voices. And uh, so we formed uh, Max Factor in 2004 and competed. And I think our first regional, um, we were, I think, fourth or fifth. Kim, you might want to help me there. I don't remember. Uh, Okay. And then we got a new tenor, Molly Palmer. She came on board. And then uh, we competed again. I think we got like third in the region. And then our baritone decided, actually because Kim was doing lead, our baritone decided that she wanted to focus on raising a family and uh, had to step down. So we actually um, moved Kim over to baritone and we uh, had a couple of jobs that we had to finish out. And we knew Leslie wasn't singing in the quartet anymore. And we asked if she would fill in to do a national anthem. And uh, she said she would. And then we... Paid her a lot of money and coerced her and took her out to dinner <laughs> several times and um, asked her if she would think about joining the uh, Max Factor. And um, she did. So she joined us in 2007. And then the journey began. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Leslie was a former champion, correct, with Signature Sound?
0: Correct. Mm-hmm. That we won in uh, 2000.
1: Yeah, well, maybe we could talk a little bit about the uh, dynamics of putting together a high-level quartet. I know each of you had some measure of success in previous quartets, and so when it came time to put this combination together, was uh, high-level competition the, the main goal? What were, the, what were your primary goals at the beginning?
0: When the girls asked me to join them, my goal, because I had already won, my goal would be to win again. So, and they wanted to be queens, which when you win in the Sweet Adelines organization, you become a queen of harmony.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, any, of, any of the other girls want to weigh in?
0: I'll weigh I'll, I'll in. This is Molly. <laughs> um, we oh, okay. all knew each other because we all sang in Pride of Baltimore. That's how I met Kim and Val and Leslie. So I already knew them. We were already friends. And uh, when I joined Max Factor in uh, 2006, I wanted to sing with them because they were my friends, and I wanted to, you know, sing in a, with good quartet singers, and uh, that was my main focus in joining, was to sing with my friends, and then we were really fortunate to get Leslie, and then it just sort of took off from there. I was just going to say that I agree. It's, it was really easy to want to sing t- together initially because we were friends, and you know, initially, that, uh, like Valerie said, we had just asked Leslie to fill in for a couple of weekends, and we were having such a good time. And I think that once we started really sing together and realize the potential, um, I don't think I don't think any of us had any goals of queendom or national TV or any of of this. <laughs> until, <stuff>. now. <laughs> until now, until now, so until we started to sing and things started happening to us, and then we kind of realized that. It wasn't just going to be really fun because we loved each other. It was it was really going to be a great journey, and it really has been.
1: So far, <laughs> well, I'd like to talk about the friendship thing for a minute. I've seen you guys several times in person, and one of the things that comes across is that you you interact well on the stage, seem to be having a lot of fun, and seem to get along really well on stage. Uh, is it imperative that that also be true off stage? Do you have to be great friends, or can can it happen if there's people you don't like or people well, that might be a bad choice, but uh, people that you don't necessarily get along with?
0: I think I think it's hard to do if there's people you don't like in the quartet, because then it becomes something else you have to rehearse. It's not free form. Right. It just doesn't come naturally. And I think that's hard of our, to do if it doesn't come naturally. Some of our greatest moments on stage were mistakes and <laughs> something doesn't go the way we exactly planned it. The ability to turn to each other and laugh at and with each other. Comes across on stage as just us having fun versus a mess uh, up. I just can't imagine. I can't, yeah. As opposed to a mess up, and I just can't imagine being on stage having that happen and looking across at someone I didn't really like. I don't think it would be that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the audience would either. I don't know.
1: <laughs> the 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 magic of the quartet sound. Is it a matter of just finding the perfect four people? Is it a matter of working incredibly hard, having the perfect coach? Uh, tell me where, where the uh, where the big sound comes from. Where the sound comes from that's going to win contests.
0: Well, it's, uh, I mean, initially you have to you have to have some kind of blend. Um, yeah, sound is really important, but. It always takes work. It's you're never gonna just find four people in one day and say, "Oh my gosh, let's go win a crown tomorrow." It's that's why they call it a journey, and it, it does take work, no matter who you are. Even four four past queens to get together, and it would still be work to to get to that magical sound, as you call it. I think it's I think it's a level too of you know when singing together um, like we do, and and we've done it now for you know over two and a half three years. Uh, it's, it's the comfort level of knowing that you're, the parts in your quartet, like they have your back or they sing into your sound, and you kind of you start knowing, you almost know like where the parts are going to go. And it's, it becomes then, it's seemingly effortless, but yet from the work we put into it every week, it, it, it becomes, I think, easier. But I think it's something that we have we, we really had to work on as far as working on the blend and really you know, knowing each other's voices, picking the right music, that will enhance our sound. So it's just a little bit of a combination of things that, that does make that magic happen. And, and then to take that on stage and present it and take you on our journey through the music is what we love to do.
1: I know that uh, coaching is important and getting a, a second, an outside opinion on sound and visuals and how you're communicating the song. Who are some of the coaches that you've used and some of your favorites? Oh, we
0: They're have have awesome, we, like um, <laughs> Betty Clipman. And uh, Renee Porzel and Gene Barford, Jim Arns. Uh, of course, we all started and with uh, Janet Ashford as our mentor. It, it's hard because they all bring so much to the table and they bring different things to the table. So when you leave a coaching session, you, you leave with a little bit something different and then you might go to another coach and leave with something a little more different. So, and they all bring so, much, so many different things that you put it all together but they're all right. phenomenal. We have a coaches, team of coaches. So just yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot Jed Casey also. He also us yep. from our pack. Yeah. I think Kim threw that one in there.
1: Uh, just looking at the uh, bios on on your website, it appears you don't you don't live real close together. Uh, how far do you need to travel to practice? How often do you uh, do you rehearse uh, as a quartet?
0: We rehearse uh, once a week too. on Thursdays normally, and. um Kim is an hour north from Valerie, and I'm an hour south from Valerie. So we pick Valerie's house in the middle to rehearse. Otherwise, it would be a two-hour drive for one or both of us. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that's 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 No, yeah, we hard. rehearse once oh. a week, and you know, like I said, that's like Leslie said, that's an hour drive. But then our shows have been pretty much every weekend since right before the show yeah. in yeah. December. So and we'll drive anywhere from you know, one to three hours for shows in any given direction every weekend. And if we feel we need extra time on a song or extra work on a song, too, we might layer in another rehearsal, like on a weekend for like an all day, like four or five hours type of thing, you know, duetting and just breaking the song down and then. Putting it back together, so it just depends. You know, if we need more than just that one rehearsal a week, we'll certainly layer in some more.
1: I'm sure you guys are probably tired of being asked about this uh, now, uh, but uh, uh, you know, you're you're uh, since the NBC Sing Off, you're uh, national barbershop rock stars. So uh, I did want to. That's right. <laughs> well, it was it was so cool to see you guys get that exposure and to see you. Uh, get give barbershop that kind of exposure to the uh, to the nation and around the world. Anybody that, that was able to watch that, tell us a little bit about the audition process. What made you decide to do that, and then what the what the experience itself was was like going through as a uh, quartet.
0: We were actually um, we were uh, contacted by Sweetline, and they had said, "Hey, there's this new show coming out. It's going to be a reality show. It's all a cappella singing." And we were wondering if you know they're trying to promote as much different acapella as possible. And we were approached by two lines to try out for this show. And it, it was a trial tour in, I believe, three cities. And New York was the closest to us. So we, we talked about it and we said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go try out. You know, never thinking anything of it. Um, we had an obligation um, later that evening. So we pretty much had to go up and, you know, knock it out, two songs, and then leave. We went up to New York. I think we, um, we, we had like an 11 o'clock call time. We waited for about three hours and finally got in. We did, you know, two, two barbershop songs, and um, we, had to, we had to leave because we had um, a regional event. Didn't fill out any paperwork or anything. They um, asked us a couple questions, videotaped us, and we pretty much kind of pulled it up and figured we would never hear from the show. <laughs> and two then, weeks uh, later. About, yeah, and then two weeks later, they called and said, uh, you made the top 25. Can you do a you know, maybe another song and videotape it and send it to us. They're like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. And then they sent us this packet of stuff you have to find and all that kind of stuff. And so we're like, okay, we sent that off and we, you know, sent that fast figure. Okay. We're, you know, we're, we don't hear from that. And, you know, we, we you know, we're, we're not going to get on. I mean, there's over 3000 groups tried out. We're not going to certainly pick a two down line quartet, you know, to be on national television. And uh, sure enough, like another two weeks went by and they called us individually and, told us that congratulations, you're on the show and you'll be one of eight <laughs> groups performing on national television. And we were like, wow. Uh. So, uh, so uh, yeah, the journey began and um, they started to come in and, and videotape our lives pretty much nonstop until we left to go out to the show in November. And it was basically going to be a four week process of shows, taping and things of that nature. So, But if you got voted go off, you might go home after the first week. Well, we just kept thinking oh we'll just you know we'll be going home after the first week because you know it's a barbershop you don't think they're gonna you know keep us on and you know next thing you know that we kept making it to the next round and making it to the next round and three weeks <laughs> went by and it was like oh my gosh <laughs> and uh so uh so we got home i think like four days before christmas or five days before christmas something like that so it was a great experience i mean we certainly wouldn't trade it for anything it was it was the hardest I think we've ever worked uh, musically, vocally, choreographer, every, everything was just, in, it was, you know, seven in the morning, eight in the morning till midnight working nonstop, but it was, it was certainly worth it. I mean, they, they signed on the show for another, for next season. But, um, they're doing that right now. They're doing auditions now for next season. They added another city and they bumped it up I think to 10, 10 or 12 groups now. And, you yeah, know, I mean, they be on that, that. Yeah. So to be on that first show, I mean, you just can't, you can't trade that for
1: anything. And the one thing that I noticed from watching the show is that no matter what, uh, genre or theme that they would have for the week that uh, you were to pick songs from, you know, you guys would tweak the uh, songs a little bit and they had, uh, added some a swipe or a cord, uh, key change or something in the center or a tag, a barbershop tag at the end. and right. You know, the, the more uh, barbershop uh, elements that you would try to integrate, the judges really seemed to uh, eat that up. Uh, how much, when, when you were given a song or an, or an arrangement, how much were you able to – um, to manipulate that, or how much freedom do you did you have in that?
0: Once the arranger gave it to us, it was pretty much open for doing whatever we wanted to do with it. We had to keep it in within a time frame, though, like a minute 30. Two, well, I was going to say, too, with the songs, um, it was interesting because as, as the show progressed and as we were singing the songs and as they kept hearing more of those chords walk and ring, they wanted more of that. So actually then the next round we would rearrange the arrangement and try to see how it could evolve into maybe some more cording, maybe could we all sing so that you know it's really chorded to kind of present more of that barbershop sound. Um, because once no, they did hear I that different. They made you change that the day of they <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, but oh in God. general, but they wanted you to change it to make it more like singing together like barbershop. Do you know what I mean?
1: What do you mean they made you when 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 you say they made you change it the day of, you mean like the day of the contest they're asking you to change the song?
0: Yep. Yeah, like one night they will come to you and they'll say, Here's your song and they'll they'll give you, you know, a minute and a half worth of a song that you have to learn and present by like the next morning to sing in front of the producer of the show <laughs> and so then we would learn it, you know, that night and then go and sing it on stage in front of the producer of the show and he would say, Okay, change the whole middle part and come back at four o'clock. Oh, my goodness. And we're not arrangers within the quartet. None of us read music, and none of us arrange music. And so it was a huge challenge to be singing outside of our genre. It was really out of our comfort zone, and it was quite a challenge. So we didn't have a whole lot of, well, to even worry about it, really. You just had to do it. It There wasn't a lot of time to think about it. I really honestly don't know how we did it. (laughs) Yeah, it worked out somehow. It mm-hmm. was basically on the fly. We got an arrangement, allowed to do what we wanted, and then they'd tell us something different the day of taping. So,
1: Oh, my goodness. You no, know,
0: yeah. yeah, You just you yeah. keep going with the flow. Keep letting it roll off your back. <laughs> there were several songs that we had learned and came prepared to do, and then they said, okay, no, don't do that. We want you to do this. Yeah, so total songs were scrapped at the last minute or – you know, it's just in and out with a show. It's the pilot of the show. And then when everybody right. involved with the show wanted to make it as good of a show as possible. So there was a lot of changes at the last minute just to make it a, a great show. And, I, and I, think it, mm-hmm. I think it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was a blast to do. We would have done it again had we been able to. But I don't think they want us back again on the second season. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they don't want the soccer moms? What no? <laughs> <laughs>
1: done with it. Well, I wanted to talk about the other groups on the show. I, I knew voices of Lee had heard them two two years ago or so in Nashville, and then last year yeah, uh, they were at our church for a couple concerts. But they are a great group. Yeah, yeah. I, but I hadn't heard any of the other groups or didn't know anything about their history. How, what was the interaction with the other groups backstage? Did you get time to? Uh, did you spend time together? What was that like? Oh,
0: we did. Uh, it was oh, wonderful. It was like the it was like a sing festival versus a uh, competition. There, it was lots of fun. The people are what made the contest. Yeah, everybody was really, it we really competitive. Everybody really liked each other. Nobody wanted anybody to leave. And when we got to do the opening numbers together, that was the most fun, I think. And backstage, yeah. of course, we were singing, teaching tags to Noda and the Bubs, And, you know, we were all on the downtime just teaching them barbershop stuff, which, you know.
1: That that was fun. So you got to uh, teach them some some barber shop today. Enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They
0: really did. Yeah. Yeah. They, they- we just eat it up.
1: That's really cool. Uh, what's your life been like since then? Do, uh, do people recognize you on the street? You got paparazzi following you around? Uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that.
0: Okay, Valerie. Wow. Go ahead. <laughs> i recognize- oh, a Valerie. private <laughs> consulting firm, so I'm not really... <laughs> this is Leslie. So I'm not really seen outside. Valerie works in the malls, however. <laughs> go ahead, Val. I-, I get a post probably... Maybe one, once a week. But the, the funny thing is, we were in California to do a big acapella, um, the Seat Steaks Festival. And we were in some little town in California. Oh, and Leslie burned. walked in first. Yeah, Helzberg. Leslie walked in first to the shop, then Molly, then Kim. Then I brought up the rear. And a girl goes, wait, are weren't you guys on TV? So it was funny because you start getting that. And then we went out to this winery way up north, just out of the blue. And we walked in. and We're like, hi, we're here to, you know, test, taste test some wine. And the lady goes, look like really familiar. Were you, you on that show? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> so you get it like out of the blue. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. But, it, I mean, it's, you know, that's great. <laughs> as soon as you tell anybody you're a barbershop quartet now. Well, I've seen a women's barbershop quartet. They go, Whoa. I saw you on TV. It's like the barbershop is the trigger um, for me, I guess. <laughs> and people recognize that. She has more of a distinctive look. But as soon as I mentioned the word barbershop quartet, so anybody knew, they, they seem to remember the girl quartet yeah. that was on TV. Kim actually got drugged down in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the woman and her child following me for three aisles in the grocery store. <laughs> You just turn around and finally say, Yes, it was me. You <laughs> were following me. I
1: know. So, when the four of you are recognized, uh, I, I guess you get to sing a lot of songs uh, on impromptu. One or two for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you guys on the show, of course, is the uh, harmonizers uh, are presenting the Choir of the World concert coming up uh, here shortly, uh, June 27th. And uh, Max Factor is, of course, one of the featured quartets on that show. Uh, one of a, uh, several top-level quartets. And the only
0: female quartet, I might add.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, who else is going to uh, even agree to be on after they see you guys are going to be on? Thanks, so. oh. <laughs> Steve. <laughs>
0: Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, and you, so you mentioned a while ago you're doing a show every almost every weekend. I mean, how do you keep up with yeah. that schedule?
0: Well, some of them are coaching yeah. gigs. Some of them are like this quartet you bet that we did, working with groups. Some of them are um, private shows. Some of them are national anthems at the ball game, and then you get to watch the game. So they're not all, you know, two hour performances on a chorus show. They're all sorts of different things. And so, therefore, sometimes they're, you know, 15 minutes away from home, but it takes two hours to get there, and that takes up the night. Or it's just 20 minutes away, and you do a half-hour shtick, and you go home. So not all of them are overnighters. And fortunately, we have the support of our families, um, you know, watching our dogs, our kids, and and all of that. So that, that really helps. I mean, I think Memorial Day was our first weekend off that we had had for a long time. A long time. Um, right. So you, you kind of just you know cherish those moments when you're home not doing anything because you know the you know, next weekend, next two, three weekends, we're going to be running off again doing stuff. So, um, you know, it's just that's the lifestyle of a rock star, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you mentioned your families. What was it like being away from your families for the single? It was
0: really hard. It was really hard. And we um, didn't have a lot of downtime at all. The moments where you could steal a phone call were few and far between, and and then there, even then there was a three-hour difference. So if your, your moment came at 9 o'clock at night, well, it was midnight back home, so you I can mean, forget that. <laughs> so, um, it was very hard. It was very hard. Those three and a half weeks, you know, I think my kids drew a foot gone and it was really hard, but I might have Christmas time, too. It, yeah, if and if then my were empty, you know, I guess everybody would do it. Val has kids, but Molly, what what you have a very I have a, a, eighteen year old today. She's eighteen today, so and it wasn't as hard for me because I had a big kid, so she understood.
1: Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. The uh, Sweet Adelines International competition is coming up uh, shortly. When is that?
0: That will be in October in Seattle, Washington. We're heading for it.
1: Well, I, I really do appreciate you taking time to talk to me today. Uh, I wish you well in Seattle, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the show uh, June 27th. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, we
0: really we are. are. Forward to that this going to be a great show.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, thanks a lot, ladies. We'll see. you. Thank you. you. Well, special thanks to Max Factor for the interview. I'll see you guys in Philadelphia. Uh, if you're coming to the Wire of the World concert uh, and need tickets, call me. 717-552-3204. If you're out of the area, make sure to sign up for the webcast. See you next time. All right.
0: Who did this? I'm not mad. I just want to know who did it so I can punish them.